What's up, everybody, and welcome to From the Top Rope. I am your host, Gerge Brooms, and this is episode number 54. So good to have you here on this Monday morning. I hope you're, uh, if it's, uh, what is it, Columbus Day, uh, uh, Indigenous People Day, whatever the hell you call it. Hope you have a good day off. I'm off today, but I'm here recording this podcast with you guys. Before we jump into the uh, news and the stories of the week and all the fun stuff to include that amazing Extreme Rules show last night, or the night before, excuse me, uh, let's talk about where you can find me on social media. I am all up on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at I Hate Gerge Brooms. You can follow this podcast at From the Top Rope Podcast. And don't forget, we are now a part of the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. Um, if you're listening to us on the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network, lovely to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're still listening on the From the Top Rope feed, don't, in a few weeks, maybe probably into November, we'll be transitioning completely over to the uh, WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. You can find them on Instagram, at WrestleBuzz, on Twitter, at WrestleBuzz with two Zs, um, and everywhere else. You can find them Facebook, TikTok, they're all over the place. Um, Really happy to be a part of the WrestleBuzz family. We're also part of this family with the Wrestling Journal Podcast. You can find them on Instagram at the Wrestling Journal Podcast and the Project and Project Kayfabe, a wrestling and pop culture podcast on Instagram at Project underscore Kayfabe. If you're looking for this podcast and you don't know where to find it, if you're watching me on Instagram, uh, you can find the podcast on wherever you get your podcast from uh, by searching WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. You'll get all these shows for completely free. And let me tell you something, all three shows offer something different. And that's what I think I like the most about what we're doing here. We all have our different opinions. We all have different uh, shows. And um, jump onto the Russell Buzz Podcast Network. Um, the Wrestling Journal usually puts out their podcast over the weekend. Uh, the Wrestling Journal, oh, excuse me, the Project Kayfabe podcast uh, puts their some out sometimes in the middle of the week. And uh, obviously, if you're listening to From the Top Rope, we're here welcoming you in on Monday morning. Hope you, uh, hope you had a good weekend. Hope you enjoyed Extreme Rules. Uh, but uh, before we really jump into it, I just want to talk about Paper Champion for a minute. Paper Champion, uh, uh, wrestling, fantasy wrestling done right. Uh, our boy Eric James, a friend of all the podcasts. Uh, he runs a tight ship over there and runs an awesome, uh, awesome website, thepaperchampion.com. And uh, just as last week, I'm still in fifth place overall. He hasn't updated. I haven't seen the updates for the last week, but I'm still in fifth place, uh, third place overall for the Universal Title Division. And I'm just happy to be in the top five. Last year, I was like in the middle somewhere. I was mid-card as shit last year. So it's happy to be at least in the top five this year. So, wrestling. Lots. Of, what a what a wild week for wrestling. So um, if you've listened to the podcast in the past, you know we've kind of changed the format a little bit. We're going to break up the show into a couple different segments. Uh, we're going to do the 10 count. That's the top 10 news stories of the week. And then we're going to jump into our main topic of the night, which is where we're going to talk about uh, extreme rules. And also, if you're not listening to this on the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network, let me get that shit out of my mouth, um, then jump over there. Check them out because uh, the boys uh, from the Wrestling Journal did a bang-up review. Uh, They did a live review on YouTube last night, and they posted on the podcast stream. Uh, I was not feeling good yesterday, so I wasn't able to jump on with them. But I listened to it this morning and just... First off, they're all Bray Marks, and I'm a Bray Mark too, and I love it. And just the enthusiasm coming out of that show is exciting. So you guys want a full in-depth review of Extreme Rules from the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network, check us out. Go look us up on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast from, and look up that episode that happened last night. Or Saturday night, excuse me. 
Um, and then, so we're going to do the 10 count, then we're going to talk about the main topic, extreme rules, and then we're going to talk about the best moments or the best of the week. So I have four categories for best of the week, and we'll kind of talk about that. We're going to preview this week. What do we got coming up this week in wrestling? And then also, uh, we're going to do my hot tag. And tonight's hot tag, I'll tease you with this, is, is Triple H's WWE good? Now, that might seem like a pretty straightforward answer, but we're going to talk about my feelings on, on uh, Triple H's WWE. So let's jump into it. We're going to go straight into the 10 count. I don't have a little jingle yet, so this is what you're going to get right now. You're just going to get me, boom, jump into the 10 count. All right, so <laughs> I'm trying to figure I need to get a damn jingle. That's what I need to do. I get like a little jingle, like, welcome to the 10 count. Um, all right, so top 10 stories of the week. Number 10, new commentary teams have been uh, added to the WWE shows. Here, let me pull up real quick so I can make sure I get everybody's name listed out correctly. Um, so yeah, if you noticed, uh, this week's was season premiere week uh, all over WWE, both Raw and SmackDown. Um, I don't know if they ever really announced it for NXT or not, but uh, part of season premiere week, they decided to shake up uh, the announced teams. So here we go. I'm just going to read off them on WWE.com. I'm just going to read off and talk about them. So on Friday Night SmackDown, the commentary team uh, will be Michael Cole and Wade Barrett. Uh, Samantha Irvin will be the ring announcer, and Caleb Braxton uh, and Megan Morant, Morant will be doing backstage interview stuff. Um, obviously, Wade Barrett coming up from NXT is great. I like him. Um, and, uh, yeah, that should be pretty good, right? Uh, I just – who's the old announcer? I can't believe I – this is what happens when I record this stuff. I always forget people's names, and I've already forgot the announcer that was on there, and he just left to go do – the college football stuff. I'll remember in a minute. I can't believe I'm forgetting it. Uh, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, you're probably yelling at me right now. I know the dude's name, but my brain is dumb, so I can't remember. I'll remember in a minute or like sometime in the middle of the podcast, and I'll just blurt that shit out, and you'll be like, what the fuck? That's what we do here. Uh, on Monday Night Raw, Corey Graves will be uh, will be on there with uh, Kevin Patrick. from. Uh, he used to do the backstage stuff, and I guess he did some uh, main event, too. I guess he would uh, commentate for main event. I don't watch main events, so I've got no idea what's going on there, but I'm excited about that. And uh, Brian's, Byron Saxon, excuse me, will transition uh, to the backstage for interviews, and along with Kathy Kelly coming back. I like Kathy Kelly. Um, if you guys don't know, she used to be in NXT, and uh, I was at the NXT TakeOver Portland, which was her last show um, before she left. I guess she was going to go off and do bigger, greater things. And I'm sure she has in her time away from WWE. That was February 2020, so it was right before the pandemic. Shit got a little weird right after that. Um, but I always enjoyed her down in NXT, and I'm really glad to have her back uh, in WWE. And uh, on NXT, we got Vic Joseph hanging on with Hall of Famer Booker T showing up. Um, I really don't watch NXT that much. I should watch NXT more, but I might check it out just to watch Booker T on two commentary. And, of course, Mackenzie Mitchell will be uh, hanging out in the back still. And um, the Alicia, Ta Alicia Taylor will uh, still be doing in-ring announcing. Uh, I, still, I still can't figure out why I can't remember his name. You guys are yelling at me. I know his name. I know who he is. He's awesome. He's amazing. I listen to his podcast, uh, but his name escapes me right now. Perfect, perfect podcast stuff going on right now when I can't remember somebody's goddamn name. But yeah, so that's uh, new commentary teams being uh, added and shaken up and twisted and uh, rotated around on WWE. But that that kind of leads into our number nine story of the day or of the week. Uh, uh, Nigel McGuinness and Jimmy Smith were both released this week. Uh, of course, Nigel McGuinness has been more popular on the NXT uh, UK brand. 
Uh, but he he was doing stuff in, in NXT too, and I genuinely enjoy the hell out of him. Um, that team of him uh, was it Marlo Marlo Ronaldo? I can't. I think that's how you say his name. And um, of course, uh, damn, I can't remember anybody's name tonight. Beth Phoenix, Jesus, I am having trouble with everybody's name. Their that trio on NXT was absolutely awesome. I love the hell out of them. Um, but the uh, yeah, and apparently Jimmy Smith, he was. <laughs> Uh, Triple H, I don't know if he, I don't know, I was reading the story, I don't know if he forgot to tell Jimmy Smith that he was, uh, he was being let go, but it was definitely like one of those, I guess they were in some type of production meeting on Sunday, I think, or Monday, Sunday or Monday, and uh, they were like, uh, Jimmy Smith was going over his notes, and uh, Triple H was like, uh, that's going to Michael Cole. I guess I forgot to mention too, Michael Cole and uh, Corey Graves will be the premium live event uh, exclusive, that, that just them for every premium live event. Uh, it would just be they, they will be the announcers so they won't be splitting up the two different uh, brands but yeah I guess he was like no hand that off to Michael Cole he's those are his notes and I guess he was informed after the meeting at some point that he was no longer with the company um, no idea if that was mutual if that's something Jimmy Smith was looking to go or what um, I enjoyed his commentary I thought it was really good uh, but yeah, I really, uh, Nigel McGuinness, that's a, that's a big one, man. Um, I always enjoy his commentary and I wish they would just bring him back and, and put him, maybe he doesn't want to come to America. Maybe that's what it is. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, like I said, top two stories, big shakeups on WWE commentary. All right. Number seven, uh, or Jesus, oh wait. So we're at 10, but so my, for a little backstage sausage making, it, I didn't number them backwards. I numbered them forwards and now I'm trying to have to do math. So I think I'm on number seven. <laughs> number seven, uh, Soraya Soraya, however the hell you pronounce her name, she uh, apparently was cleared to wrestle. Obviously, this last week on Dynamite, we saw her get uh, involved inside the ring with uh, the the six woman tag that was going on. Uh, so we're maybe we're leading towards a Soraya Soraya versus Britt Baker at full gear. I think that'd be perfect. Um, the only problem I have with that is that I think Britt Baker is is the number one woman in the division. And she loses way too much, and she is definitely dropped down to the mid card, and she should be engaging more to elevate these people. Um, my opinion, uh, obviously, Soraya can't come in and lose her first match, so we're gonna see Britt Baker win, unless Britt Baker does some shenanigans or whatever. Um, but I definitely need a Britt Baker versus uh, Jamie Hader uh, feud going on, and whatever gets us to that. But I guess whatever. Soraya has been cleared to wrestle. Good for her. Uh, we'll see if she can still do it, if she can still go. All right, number six, Brian Alvarez reported that Bo Dallas is back in WWE. And now this is going to be a teeny bit of a spoiler for the rest of the list, but of course, if you're listening to this podcast, it means you're an obvious wrestling fan, which means you absolutely know that Bray Wyatt came back. And uh, so obviously uh, there was conversations about the, the different people in the audience, the different Firefly Funhouse characters, and people maybe one of those people is Bo Dallas. Well, Brian Alvarez is reporting that Bo Dallas is, in fact, uh, back in WWE. Uh, that hasn't been officially confirmed. Maybe we'll see something on Monday Night Raw tonight. Uh, but, yeah, Bo Dallas is back. All right, number five, Bobby Fish will apparently be, be boxing in Dubai on 13 November. Now, I don't know shit about boxing, but I'm going to try to pronounce his opponent's name. Boateng Priumphum. I don't know. If, if if you guys are boxing fans and you know who that person is and you're yelling at me right now, I'm sorry. I don't watch boxing, so I don't know who this is. But yeah, Bobby Fish obviously let go from AEW, um, I feel like a month ago, a month and a half, something like that. And uh, he popped up in Impact. Uh, but yeah, apparently he is going to box in Dubai 
on 13 November. Uh, cool, I'm here for it, whatever they want to do. All right, number four. Uh, of course, this is a sad one, so I'll kind of tone it down for a minute. WWE Tough Enough winner uh, Sarah Lee passed away at the age of 30. Now, um, I'm not going to pretend uh, like I knew who that was. I wasn't uh, paying attention to the wrestling at that time when she was going through Tough Enough. Um, I was listening to the Wrestling Journal podcast, and they were talking about how she was on the show with Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville. Uh, I think they said maybe Chelsea Green was in there too. And um, it's sad. It's sad when you hear about this type of stuff. Because uh, 30 is, is such a young age. And I guess if you go back and look at her Instagram, about two days before she passed away, she had posted you know, about her sinus infection. She was feeling better or something like that. Um, no news has been brought out about uh, the cause of death. Uh, but obviously anyone who passed away at such a young age of 30 is, is, is shitty. And um, I do know they started up like a GoFundMe. And uh, a lot of wrestlers have been donating to that to help support her, uh, the family. Uh, I think she had three kids and she was... Uh, married to a wrestler and uh, try to help them out through this pretty awful time. All right, we'll go into my list is out of order. What's going on? One, two, three, four, five, six. I don't know what's going on. I don't even know what number we're on right now. I'm just gonna say we're on. I'm just. I'm, I'm gonna count the list the other way. Like we're, I'm making the sausages as I do this. I gotta figure. Out, I gotta number it the other way. Uh, but I'm just going to say my number seven story of the day is Legato Del Fantasma uh, debuted on SmackDown last week. Um, a lot of heavy rumors going on that, uh, that they were going to be brought up. And, of course, they were. And then they were also joined by a returning Zelina Vega dropping the Queen gimmick. Um, we haven't seen her, I think I read, uh, in like six months. I think it's been since she's been, uh, been in ring. Um, I'm not a big Zelina Vega fan at all. Um, I, I, I've never liked her in rework personally. Um, I think she's more uh, as a valet or a manager or whatever you want to call. Um, I really don't appreciate her in rework, but whatever. She's back and she, they brought her up with uh, Legato Dem Fantasma. Good to see them up. They're awesome as a, as a group. And uh, so I think they'll do a lot of great stuff up at SmackDown. Um, and my eighth story, I just gotta, I'm going I'm to roll with it now. Uh, my eighth story, John Moxley signs a five-year extension with AEW and includes a backstage coaching slash mentoring role. Um, really great news with all the nonsense that's been going on in AEW, which we're going to talk more about in a minute. And uh, John Moxley is definitely, I mean, I, I think some people would argue that that Jericho is kind of in that role too, kind of like that mentor kind of uh, benchmark, if you will, kind of lightning rod, you know, whatever you want to call him, linchpin. That's the word I'm looking for, linchpin. Uh, within the the locker room within the organization but i would say john moxley is it um he is the number one baby face in the in the world of wrestling right now um nobody hates john moxley if you hate john moxley we need to have a serious conversation about what you like in wrestling what you don't like uh so him staying with AEW for another five years kind of showing not only the locker room but us as fans that AEW kind of at least AEW has their shit enough together. They're going to pay John Moxley more money, and John Moxley is willing to stay with that company. Um, obviously, they have a lot of stuff to work on backstage, um, a lot of nonsense, which I'm just going to lead straight into our next story. Sammy Guevara and Andre El Idolo. Oh, let me get a sip of my beer before we talk about this nonsense. See, the one thing that people tend to forget um, about wrestling, um, it's a work. It's a job. It's a workplace. Um, if I was at work and, uh, my normal job, but I'm not having fun with you on my podcast, if I was at my work and 
I just started swinging or I was talking shit about them on Twitter or I was, you know, if I was doing that shit, I would 1000% be reprimanded, um, if not fired, right? So, of course, they had the Twitter beef, and I don't have all the Twitter stuff up in front of me. It was a bunch of nonsense. Children, uh, Sammy Guevara is trash. I don't like him at all. Um, he 1,000% has go-away heat. Um, I like him in ring, his work he can do in this ring, but his like his character and, and, and kind of who he is as a person, I don't like. I got He's definitely got go-away heat with me. But talking trash on Twitter, um, I think he called Andre uh, Andrade a... Um, uh, jobber mark or jobber uh, go back to wwe you only got this job because of your uh, your father-in-law which of course is rick flair and um and then he said andrade said i'll see you on wednesday and uh fucking they saw each other on wednesday uh i think it was tmz sports uh reported at first that there was a backstage brawl um and uh, andrade was sent home and of course sammy Guevara was not sent home uh not only was he not sent home he was Featured in the backstage interview, main event of the show, and he got the pin on Dynamite this week. Um, there's reports saying that the reason why he wasn't sent home is because he actually never threw a punch. Uh, I guess Andrade did all of the uh, the violence, air quote, if you will. So yeah, and of course there was supposed to be that career uh, versus Max match on Rampage, which that was switched to a Brody Lee kind of tribute match. And uh, yeah, who knows? He was, Andrade was sent home. But we haven't really heard much. At least I haven't heard much about what happened after that. But my only opinion on it is, um, I mean, AEW does have a problem, right? They do have a problem of having way too many goddamn people in that organization. We know this. They have that problem. Um, they brought during the pandemic. They were bringing in all these WWE people that were getting released, and uh, they got their one moment, their pop, and then that's it. You know, most people Andrade's uh, like that. I mean, even Miro, he had a title run, but where the hell's he been at? Um, so I think I talked about this last week on the podcast too. So. Um, I don't know even if there's room in WWE for Andrade. Um, I just I don't know what to do about the situation. I know obviously he wants out of his contract. We talked about it last week. Uh, he was posting free El, El Idolo on uh, Instagram and Twitter and all that fun stuff. Um, so, but there's no call for any of this. Sammy Guevara, Andrade, both of them at fault here. Um, stop being tools. Stop being douchebags. Be goddamn professionals. Okay, this is not how you do anything. And uh, also, Tony Khan, I may have already said this last week on the podcast, you got to get your shit together with your locker room. Um, I don't care if you have to hire a couple people to get in there and manage these issues. Um, I can only imagine what it's like being a billionaire who not only owns, but also is the head booker and president of uh, uh, the second largest wrestling promotion in the world. Uh, but I know you get your other ventures, uh, ventures out there. You do all sorts of things. Listen, bro, you're busy. We get it. Hire someone to handle this shit. Put somebody in charge of handling talent like in this aspect. I think you have a couple people in talent relations, uh, but this stuff should not be happening. So you've got to – I know you watch this podcast, Tony Khan. I need you to listen to me, man. From a guy who's managed people for a long time, you've got to get in there and squash this shit and not have some rally hoorah meeting in the back where you uh, talk about how, you know, whatever you talk about, whatever. No, no, no. You've got to administratively handle this shit like a boss should do. Um, this shit is happening because you allow it to happen. Truth, okay? Uh, but, yeah, and it takes Sammy Guevara off TV, too. Uh, you know what? Even if he didn't throw a punch, go away. He, he sucks. And, finally, our last story, of course, is the one everybody's been talking about. We did a whole segment of it last week on the show talking about the white rabbit and where the white rabbit was leading, right? Let me get a sip of my beer. Mm. 
And of course, the white rabbit led us to Extreme Rules, uh, which happened last Saturday night. And uh, Bray Wyatt's back. Our top story of the night, Bray Wyatt is back. And uh, Bray Wyatt, not The Fiend. Um, even if you watch the show, and I hope you watch the show, or you've seen the clips on either YouTube or TikTok, uh, or even on uh, Instagram or Facebook, whatever you've seen it, you saw in the audience that kind of did some focus of the the different Firefly Funhouse characters, but like grown up, and uh, not grown up, like real people, that's what I meant to say. And they, uh, you know, you had Mercy the Buzzard, you had Huskus, you had uh, The Fiend was out there. Um, oh God, what was the girl's name? Uh, the witch. Ah, oh, shit, I can't remember her name. The witch was out there too. Um, and of course this kind of ties in. I think if you count them all, there were six. So the Wyatt six, that kind of goes back into what we talked about last week on the show. Um, but they did the cool thing. Triple H did the cool thing where they had the little title card pop up in the corner and they pretended like they were going off the air. He did that several times in NXT. Uh, check out WrestleBuzz on Instagram, at WrestleBuzz. They posted a good thing where he did this a couple times down on the takeovers. I think it's great that he does that. I mean, this is we're, we're watching a show, right? I want to be entertained. So when you saw that thing pop up, you're like, oh, shit, this is not going down. And of course, the lights went down, though. And, of course, we had the return. Um, it was simple. If you didn't see it, you should go back and watch it. The Goosebumps, uh, biggest pop of the night. Uh, and just an amazing feeling because this is what wrestling's all about, right? This is give you that feeling and just seeing him back. Um, I mean, because when he left, there was all sorts of conversations. Remember, this is like AEW was like at its greatest too. Like last year, AEW was uh, was like July when they started going back to they started returning to uh, the crowds. And you had Malachi Black, obviously Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, Keith Lee. You know, that whole time, all these people coming. And the conversation kept coming. When is Bray Wyatt going to pop up in AEW? Uh, I heard a lot of talk about Bray Wyatt going to Impact because Impact would kind of be better for his character and stuff. And everyone's like, well, fuck Impact. There's like 15 people at those shows. Um, and the he sat and he waited his time. I don't know. I'm not privy to any conversations he had with Triple H. Like, hey, bro, Vince McMahon's going to have a huge sex scandal coming out. And I'm going to run this bitch soon. Just chill out. I got you. I don't know if those conversations ever happened. But Bray Wyatt sat in silence. Um, I think he did a couple uh, like a couple signings at some conventions or something like that. But other than that, he never went on. He did a shoot interview anywhere. He... Uh, he never did anything. He never talked bad about WWE. He had some weird cryptic tic, uh, tic, TikToks, uh, tweets about, you know, wait till you hear my side of the story when talking about the Seth Rollins uh, Hell in a Cell match. And, but other than that, he played it cool. And, I mean, you can definitely argue that uh, reap benefits because he could have easily gone out and burned bridges, right? Um, but it's like one of those things. It's kind of like with the John Moxley uh, when he did his uh, Talk as Jericho shoot interview back when he first jumped to AEW. Um, like Bray Wyatt won't tell us anything new, right? Like we knew Vince McMahon was a weird creative dude or weird uh, head of creative, right? He had his things and he had his particulars, you know, he ate steak every day or whatever the hell he's going on. He couldn't sneeze around and whatever. He had his weird shit, right? So him coming out and bashing Vince McMahon wasn't going to be any new information. Um, so good for him for holding it down. What an amazing return on Extreme Rules. Um, and guess what? We're definitely tuning in to, uh, to WWE Raw tonight, right? They have to because we have to see what goes on with Bray Wyatt. Um, but if you haven't watched it, go and get those goosebumps. Uh, just go ahead and watch it again because those goosebumps, when he takes off the mask and reveals that it is, in fact, Bray Wyatt. Oh, my God. 
The White Rabbit was Bray Wyatt. We all knew it, but it was great to see it in action. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was your 10 count. A little weird out of order. Maybe it was 10, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we're going to jump into our main topic tonight. We're going to talk about Extreme Rules. Beer time. When it's just me on the show, which is mostly it's just me, uh, I get really thirsty because I'm talking a lot. I'm just rambling with you people. So I appreciate you letting me get a sip of my beer. All right. So Extreme Rules was last uh, two nights ago. And uh, the a great show. If you look on my Instagram at From the Top Row Podcast, I rated a four out of five. Um, had a fun time watching it. Uh, six matches, super chill. Got straight up NXT takeover stuff. And this is really what Triple H should be doing. Triple H should be looking at these B level pay per views as just glorified takeovers and making them feel like takeovers. Um, he can pump up the bi- the big four to you know seven, eight, nine matches or whatever he wants to do. Make them longer. Uh, but these B levels just make them NXT takeovers. Perfect. And uh, that's what we got. That's how I feel. I'm not going to run down and talk about too much of this because I really want you guys to go listen to the uh, the actual review of the show done by the boys over at the Wrestling Journal. I was supposed to be on the podcast. Like I said, I was sick. Uh, but they did a really good job of just dissecting it and uh, talking about each match and each moment. And uh, I'm just going to run down it real quick and kind of talk about my thoughts on it. Uh, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey, uh, Extreme Rules match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Of course, Ronda Rousey is your new champion. It's, that had to happen, right? Liv Morgan can't beat her a third time, okay? We're talking about Ronda fucking Rousey here. Regardless of your opinion, she needs that belt uh, over Liv Morgan. And Liv Morgan is not up to the caliber to beat her three times, especially because the other two times were shifty as hell. Uh, so perfect match. I actually enjoyed the hell out of the, um, the submission at the end where she had her, I can't remember exactly what she had her in, but she had her arm wrapped around one side of her head and she had like the table jamming into the other side. Perfect stuff. Perfect stuff. Great, uh, great fun match. Ronda Rousey, uh, winning the belt here. I'm I'm going out of order too for the show. Uh, Of course, Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins in the, uh, the fight pit match with Daniel, Cormier is a special guest referee. Yeah, he did all right as a guest referee, right? He wasn't... Hey, look, it's his first time. I, I don't know what the hell I would do if I had 15,000 people bearing down on me, doing a job for the first time in front of everybody. But he did okay. There was like some moments where he was doing like... He should have been counting when they're on the ground and stuff like that. He was just kind of not counting. Um, and I'm alone in my house. wasn't feeling good. Just, you know, count. Damn it, count. Why aren't you counting? Um, but really fun match. Uh, Matt Riddle doing that insane uh, floating bro off the top platform of the fight pit down. Oh, God damn. There's no way that bro has an asshole this morning because that shit rocked me sitting down on the couch. But of course, Matt Riddle got the submission. Really good submission. I like the soft tap. You know, it was just like barely moving your fingers right on the arm because I mean, that's wrestling shit, right? If, you, if you've ever done wrestling or whatever, you're not doing like these dramatic taps. You're just doing the Real soft tap, and I like that a lot. Matt Riddle, perfect win. Um, of course, uh, Seth Rollins going on to face Bobby Lashley uh, tonight on Raw, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, should be Matt Riddle getting that spot, but whatever. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in the strap match. Uh, this was a fun match. Before they could even get the match started, of course, they went out into the crowd, doing some fun stuff over by the, uh, the pre-show booth. I thought that was really great. Um, Hard-hitting, lots of strap stuff. Uh, but, of course, right as Drew McIntyre was going to hit the Claymore, um, Scarlett jumps in and pepper sprays, <laughs> pepper sprays Drew McIntyre, who, you know, sold it pretty good. I think it was a little dramatic. 
Um, you should go back if you didn't watch a Karrion Cross like selling the papers, pe- pepper spray too. That was pretty funny, which you would. I mean, you would. Pepper spray doesn't just affect the person that sprays. It affects the entire environment around it. Uh, but of course, yeah, Karrion Cross got the victory, um, which needed to happen. Yeah, Karrion Cross can't come in losing like he did uh, his original uh, Raw debut. So perfect victory for that too. Now, what I have a problem with is the Bianca Belair versus Bailey match, the ladder match. Great match. They had some great spots uh, in this match. Um, it was a little sluggish at the beginning. Um, the double uh, KOD on Io Sky and uh, Dakota Kai was awesome. And that final KOD on Bailey, where she had like the half of the, the ladder, like half of the ladder was broke, so she was just carrying half of it. And they did the KOD while she was holding it. And she landed on it. It looked vicious as shit. I, I got somebody check on Bailey this morning. Um, and, of course, Bianca Belair retained her championship. A um, little disappointed in that result. I was kind of hoping to see Bailey see it. I think we're getting into the time now that you should have heels with the belts uh, going into, uh, you know, going into the Royal Rumble. You know, we're kind of getting into that spot. So I'm um, not sure what they got lined up. Uh, you know, we've got Crown Jewel coming up next. And, of course, Survivor Series War Games right after that. And, of course, the heavy rumor is that uh, the woman's war game is going to be uh, is definitely going to be damage control. So um, I definitely want to see Bailey with that belt. But uh, great match. Uh, the finish was nice, even though I don't like uh, the outcome. And of course, um, the brawling brutes uh, versus uh, the Imperium. Uh, they beat the shit out each other. It was the opening match of the night. They beat the shit out each other. It was great. Um, Walter going off on the chops. Uh, and uh, they beat the hell out of each other, I and mean, it was fantastic. Of course, the Brawling Boots won, um, and that was the, the victory I expected, and a fun match, fun match. And uh, Edge versus Finn Balor, uh, I quit match. Uh, beat the hell out of each other. Um, I really don't like the microphone, like constantly, like, like putting the, the ref is like putting the mic in their face, like, here, do you quit? You just took a suplex. I'm like, get the fuck out of his face. Come on now. Um, no, that's what they, that's what they all sound like. They're all heavy. They're all gas from wrestling a goddamn professional wrestling match, and never that type of shit. I don't like that. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I don't like that. But um, it was a good match, and of course, uh, Judgment Day got involved at the end. And uh, yeah, it was Rey Mysterio came out, and then Beth Phoenix, of course, came out, and uh, and then Rhea Ripley hit Beth Phoenix with the. Uh, with the brass knucks, there's a point where Edge was handcuffed to the thing. Beth Phoenix got him out of it, and uh, of course, the ending was beautiful. Uh, great storytelling. Uh, they Beth Phoenix had uh, Beth Phoenix was laid out uh, from the brass knucks on the chair, and uh, Rhea Ripley was going to do the concerto, and basically, like we won't do it, Edge, if you say I quit. And of course, Edge said I quit, and of course, they did the concerto anyways, and Edge was tending to Beth Phoenix. Uh, obviously, that's going to lead to the more stuff. Heavy rumors. That it's going to be a mixed mat, mixed tag uh, with uh, most likely Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley versus Beth Phoenix at Edge, probably at Crown Jewel. That'd be great. And uh, but really, really fun match. Really enjoyed that one. All right, so that ends. Oh wait, I don't end it yet. I want to say, Extreme Rules was a great pay per view. Great two and a half hours or whatever it was. Um, I'm out here in Mountain Time, so it got over with pretty early. And uh, I gave it a four out of five. If you follow me on Instagram at From the Top Rope, I gave it a four out of five. Um, cause of course, right at the end of the show is when Bray Wyatt came out and that was, if, if it did, Bray Wyatt didn't come out, I probably would have given it a 2.5, not because of the quality of the matches. The matches were awesome. It was a fun show, but, uh, I think if everyone's hype level for that happening, if it didn't happen, it would have really brought the show down. So good on Triple H and good on everybody for actually 
pulling through with it. <sighs> All right, main topic is over, and let's talk about the of the weeks, the moments in the the moment of the week, the promo of the week, the match of the week, and the wrestle of the week. Now. I don't think there's any debate across all the shows I've been talking about so far that the moment of the week was an of course. Bray Wyatt returning to WWE. Um, I think I saw that he um, he was let go in July of last year. So we're talking about a year and a half of just waiting and waiting, taking his time. And man, they really pulled it off. It was dramatic. It was dark. It was creepy. It was epic. Um, exactly what it needed to be for the Bray Wyatt character. Of course, that's the moment of the week. The promo of the week is going to Triple H opening SmackDown. Not only was it just hype, it's just his enthusiasm is there. You can tell he's excited and enjoying it. Um, of course, he flipped over the mic and it had the QR code on it, which led us down the rabbit hole even further, which, of course, led us to Extreme Rules. But really great promo from Triple H. Um, on Took all the other promos that happened this week. Um, match of the week... Finn Balor versus Edge in the I Quit match. Awesome match. If you guys didn't watch it, you should definitely go back and watch it. I think they did a really good job of uh, working the building and also just a, you know using the um, the uh, the idea of the I Quit match just to really beat each other up. Um, and I think I got the got it backwards. They went to the uh, the Finn Balor and Edge. They went to the um, the interview section for the pre-show, not uh, Karrion Cross and uh, and. Uh, Shit. See, I forget everybody's name so easy. Drew McIntyre. I'm not a smart guy. That's why I'm sitting here doing this podcast with you guys. I can't remember shit. And, of course, Wrestle of the Week has to go to Matt Riddle, man. Doing that floating bro off that platform was vicious. He hit the shit out of Seth Rollins. I think I was talking about Matt Riddle before and his asshole exploding when he hit the ground. But he definitely connected pretty intense with uh, Seth Rollins. So good on him for that. He is uh, from the top row wrestler of the week. All right, let's transition. Let's talk about preview this week. Let's talk about what's happening this week in wrestling. All right, on Monday Night Raw. Of course, it's the season premiere of Monday Night Raw. We had the season premiere last week uh, for SmackDown and uh, the DX reunion everybody's talking about. And the only reason anyone's talking about it is because of Billy Gunn being over in AEW. So uh, people have been talking about whether that Billy Gunn's going to be there. I don't know. I doubt he's going to be there. Uh, he's got a match uh, with Swerve this week, which we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, but I am. I want to know how WWE, how Triple H is going to handle the daddy ass chance. And if you're watching this podcast and you're going to be there, or if you're listening, watching, whatever you're doing, and you're going to be there in Brooklyn live, I need daddy ass chance as loud as possible while DX is on there. This is the type of shit I live for, you know what I'm saying? But of course, DX is going to do the reunion. And of course, the bloodline, uh, according to WWE, is going to invade Raw. Um be really nice to see some bloodline dx interactions i would love to see the bloodline just fuck dx up personally um but yeah bloodline will be uh, that includes roman reigns of course uh will be on raw and of course like i said earlier bobby lashley versus seth rollins for the united states title um really should be matt riddle for beating his ass in the fight pit but hey they're gonna get a match and of course finally johnny gargano and austin theory going one-on-one uh on monday night raw for NXT, I don't have any matches lined up, but of course I've got Halloween Havoc coming up in a couple weeks. So of course they're going to be building up more into that. On AEW Dynamite, the only three matches I have announced as of right now are of course Jericho versus Danielson, uh, Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson, three for the Ring of Honor title. Um, I don't see Jericho losing the Ring of Honor title because I think they want to have. Well, I mean, well maybe I take it back now as I'm thinking about it. Maybe, maybe. 
maybe having Danielson with the ROH title uh, going into whatever TV deal that they get, uh, maybe that's what they want. I, shit, maybe, I don't know, this could go either way. Um, they've been featuring ROH a lot on AEW, especially the last couple weeks. And so the rumors are that they're close to sealing a deal on, on whatever they're going to do for TV. So they're trying to get as much exposure out there as possible. Um, so this is going to be an interesting match because it all really affects of what Tony Khan's vision for Ring of Honor is. Obviously, he wants a big name as champion. And Jericho being uh, being champion is a big name. But damn, Danielson's an ROH guy. So maybe they want him to have the title. Shit, I don't know. Uh, that's going to be an interesting match to watch. Can't wait to watch it. We also got Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus. Um, that should be a good match. Of course, the whole Christian Cage drama. And like I said earlier, Billy Gunn, Daddy Ass versus Swerve Strickland um, uh, in a match. Kind of their whole their whole thing. They've been, that's a good story. I like the Swerve, the Swerve Strickland, the uh, Keith Lee, and the claim drama. I like all that. So that's been a really good story. And on SmackDown, uh, no matches announced yet for SmackDown, but it is the go home or the the, fall, uh, the fallout from Extreme Rules. And uh, Rampage, same thing. I don't have anything announced for Rampage. All right. Before we close this sh- uh, show out, my uh, final topic of tonight is what I like to call the hot tag. This is where I just kind of ramble with my opinions on a certain topic in wrestling. And uh, tonight's is, is Triple H's WWE good? I'll let you linger with that while I take a sip of my beer. <clears throat> now, this sounds like it might be a loaded question, and it kind of is. Uh, so obviously Triple H's WWE is better, right? I think the ratings are up, the quality is up. I mean, I, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, and I think I've talked about this on the show before. I usually don't watch Raw, SmackDown. I don't watch them. Um, I catch the highlights and stuff like that, and because it's just so, it was just so. Ugh, it was used to be so. Bill, since Triple H has taken over, I'm I've been tuning in every single Monday night. Uh, to SmackDown, I usually watch Friday Night SmackDown uh, sometime over the weekend um, because they've been good. They have been good. But the question is, is it good because it's different? And are we, is the honeymoon phase right now going on uh, with Triple H? We're seeing the honeymoon phase ending over on uh, AEW Dynamite, which both Project Kayfabe and the Wrestling Journal podcast have both chatted about. Um, the, the honeymoon phase over to AEW being gone, and we're kind of really looking at it. Um, we're definitely in the honeymoon phase with Triple H's WWE. He's just finished his third premium live event. Um, SummerSlam was kind of a free hit because he just took over right before it. And, of course, we had Clash of the Castle, and now Extreme Rules. And Clash of the Castle, SummerSlam, and Extreme Rules, excuse me, were all great shows. Like, I really enjoyed all of them. When was the last time you sat through three WWE shows and actually enjoyed them? Like, three straight premium live events, right? So the question is a loaded question. Is it good? Well, it's obviously better. We're enjoying it. Um, but he still kind of has like these weird tropes that I need him to get away from. And I know he's slow rolling it out. We don't need any more surprise returns. Bray Wyatt is the the pinnacle of that, right? We got Bray Wyatt back. You don't need to keep bringing back everybody else Vince fired. Um Obviously, we have some good storylines going on. Um, I actually think Damage Control is great. Um, the Drew McIntyre carrying cross stuff has been great, minus a couple prop mal- malfunctions and weird black and white stuff. Um, but is, are we being tricked because it's the honeymoon phase and we're just happy to see something that's not WWE? And I think this, is, or excuse me, not Vince McMahon. I think this is something we should really look at and we should make sure we hold a critical eye to because I think Triple H listens to fans. I think he kind of does a little bit. 
And we need to make sure that we're not stroking it, you know, for him. And when we need to be real honest about what the stuff he needs to keep improving on. Impromptu matches. Jesus Christ, can Raw not be three hours anymore? I know Triple H doesn't have any control of that, but Raw is way too long. How is Raw just as long as the premium live events? You know what I'm saying? Um, I think he's going in the right direction. Uh, I still think there's a lot of stuff that these will be worked on. Um, I don't know how much they're going into the scripting of each show, like how hard they're scripted and stuff like that. Um, obviously, he's done a lot of great stuff with Kevin Owens and uh, even the Alpha Academy. That stuff has been great and just pushing the right people in the right spot. So when I say or when I ask, is Triple H's WWE good? It is a loaded question, but I want to make sure we're not confusing the honeymoon effect of watching what he's doing and just being happy it's not Vince McMahon's vision of WWE. Um, the one thing I do want to see, and I want to see, I want to see a little bit more violence. Get some blood in there, Triple H. It's okay. You don't need to go bleed every goddamn match like John Maxley. But let's get some blood in there, especially on the premium live events. We should have definitely had a teeny bit of blood last night. Um, there were some rumors that they pulled out a, a Lego spot from the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match. Because they didn't want to copy WWE. Listen, don't do any of that shit. Don't worry about AEW. Or excuse me, they don't want to copy AEW. Don't worry about AEW, Triple H. Don't worry about them, okay? You do you. Don't let them intimidate you over there and to change your direction. Um, I'm really, really, really excited about a Triple H WrestleMania. Um, I'm really excited about a Triple H Royal Rumble. I mean, oh my God. Can y'all imagine? So that excitement makes things kind of blurry makes things kind of foggy i want to make sure that i'm not confusing my excitement over is this stuff actually good um and most of it is i think he's been doing a pretty good job i actually enjoy watching raw um they can change up a little bit of the production stuff um they can't but i mean jesus christ can we talk about the white rabbit the white rabbit was amazing i'm sitting here talking working myself into a shoot the the white rabbit stuff was beautiful i talked about it all in the last podcast if you didn't listen you should go back and just how beautifully articulate and purposeful the white rabbit stuff is so because that stuff is so good i don't want to get clouded and i don't want any of us to get clouded and confused on whether or not triple h is doing a good job we need to make sure we look at each individual moment and we provide our criticism because if we provide our criticism i think triple h uh, listens and i think that means that we'll actually get a better product of it um so the answer to your question is triple h is wwe good i say yes but i still think it can be a hell of a lot better and i still think you can shove out some more of that old wwe trope shit uh, that Vince McMahon has poisoned us with like the last 20 years of uh, this kind of this product that we look at now beyond the Attitude Era and uh, really do some great stuff. But ladies and gentlemen, I think I'm done. I think I talked about enough stuff. Um, I will not be doing a podcast for the next two weeks. I will be out of town. I'll be in, uh, I've got a trip to Mississippi and then I've got a trip to Las Vegas uh, back-to-back weekends, lots of fun stuff. I'll try to provide content on my Instagram at From the Top Rope Podcast. I'll still be posting stuff there, um, and uh, you know who posts really good stuff all the time at Russell Buzz on Instagram. Lots of great stuff. If you are just looking for a rock-solid news source Instagram page, social media page, go follow them. Their Instagram is fire. Tons of followers, tons of uh, uh, interactions, and uh, stuff like that at Russell Buzz. Um, don't forget you can follow me on Instagram at From the Top Rope. Uh, we are a part of the Wrestle Buzz Podcast Network, along with our friends over at the Wrestling Journal Podcast and Project Kayfabe. 
all of us do really good shows and we try to give you guys some different content and uh, we are just a bunch of wrestling dorks who really like wrestling a lot and uh, we like to do live streams and of course if you have not listened to the uh, the uh, post Extreme Rules review show they did it live on YouTube you can check them out on YouTube just look up WrestleBuzz and of course this releases a podcast uh, wherever you use your podcast from on the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network but like I said ladies and gentlemen episode dead number 54 and the books thank you so much for listening have a great week with wrestling and we'll see you next week ciao